Live on the Freak Radio Network. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Get in crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Oh, how about that Masters, Freak Nation? How about that Masters Championship? Exactly. What's going on, man? Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Statman. Coming up at the show, Robin Miller, IndyCar Insider, will be joining us hour. Chase Sexton will be here in the Freak Nation. Grabbed him a two-spot last night in Atlanta in the 450s for the Supercross Series. Dude's had all kinds of injuries. Uh, but he'll be joining us coming up this hour. Next hour, great news for Michelle Abate running in Trans Am class. Full-fledged sponsorship of friends at Lucas Oil. She'll be joining us in the second hour. Again, be a part of this big old thing. Speedfreaks.tv is the website, Twitter, Facebook. We're all there for you, man. Martinsville, Martin Truex. Finally, we got a repeat winner. And again, Statman, Crasher, if we could encapsulate these races in NASCAR, maybe 20 laps, maybe the last, okay, maybe the out of the 20 laps, maybe 10 of those 20 were spectacular. I mean, the short when track. When Martin Truex Jr. was going at it with, yes. with Denny Hamlin. Oh, Grant, yeah, without question. Granted, any type of short track racing with 40-plus cars is awesome. I'll give you that. This, this certainly wasn't a sleeper at one of the cookie cutters. No, that, that's a good point. I mean, the traffic really played a role, like it typically does at a short track, but today more than ever, I think. It was, drivers were frustrated, and you could see it, and eh, in sense, probably caused the red flag in the stage three as well. I mean, I would even imagine that Statman, it was like a, uh, a cat nap for you. You probably caught the majority of that Martinsville race. I don't know what race you guys were watching. I mean, I'm just stunned <laughs> that you're making a big deal out of this. There was the thing lasted from four o'clock till after seven, and the fourth of the race was run yesterday. Yeah, right. <laughs> so <laughs> what? I don't. I, I don't. You were watching a different race than I was. I was just happy that. Uh, the guys that I picked in our contest all ended up uh, doing rather well, including uh, Martin Truex, who I had as the winner. Yes. you And didn't you too, Kenny? I think so. Yeah. Look, Statman, what do we have? Listen, look at the outside of Bristol. What other races do we have to compare to? Martinsville, to me, was much better than, again, those. Uh, and again, you're right. You have four, three, four hours. It's just too freaking long anyway. I, I I'm reaching. I understand that. But still, <laughs> I can... there was good action. And if we could only see the entire track the entire time and see some of the battles through the field, unfortunately, TV just doesn't have the capability to cover all of that. But yeah, I mean, th there was some good action in place. You know, there was one thing that I was longing for at the end. They described yesterday that they were going to have they broke the track up into four segments, which was pretty obvious. The intro to one, uh, the exit of two, the intro to three, the exit of four. And they were going to compare how the guy, wh why guys were fast going into or out of one of these segments, just like in F1. And then when they uh, had a chance to do that today, they talked about it, 
but didn't do it. I don't know if it was too esoteric or the computer didn't work or they didn't have stopwatches. I don't know. But uh, they could have used it today. They described it yesterday, and they didn't go to it today. Maybe the producer forgot it. I mean, that's entirely possible. That's, yeah, there's something went on there. I, I, it might be more of a technological error because even if a producer forgets everybody else involved with the crew, somebody should be able to remember. Because, yeah, that would be critical. That would be really cool to hear them basically dissect the corners. Yeah. Yeah, I did. It, it was, I thought, hey, this is a good idea, something new. But when, you know, when they started talking about it and then didn't use it, I said, well, some computer broke down or they depended on Microsoft to do something that Microsoft blew again. Oh. So, yeah. Not a fan, huh? Yeah, Freak Nation, uh, Bank of America and Microsoft. You <laughs> no that man. And it slowly I turn. His head just explodes. <laughs> We've been doing this a long time, haven't we? Right. <laughs> oh, that's how we roll here in the Freak Nation. Again, we've got Plenty more conversation coming up in regards to Martinsville, including the fires. Again, how we still see fires in cup cars is beyond me. I understand fires underneath the hood due to some brake issues. Things just catch you fire because it gets so damn hot. But Suarez and was it Priest? Both of those guys caught fire tonight. So we'll get to that and how in the hell that's still happening in 2021, damn it. But again, it is 2021. I was going to say, you still expect the unexpected. Yep. All right, Freak Nation, you're going to resume with some affiliates, get into some Crash Gladys pit news and notes. Your stat man, Scat, Robin Miller, IndyCar Insider, coming up. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Freaks. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, bringing in another big old round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Coming up this hour, Robin Miller, IndyCar Insider, as we get set for the 2021 IndyCar season. I think last time we had them on our television sets and our snappy apps, I was 17 years old. It's been about 30 (laughs) years since we've seen an IndyCar race. This segment brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com. Find out how you can get up to a $70 Visa prepaid card when you buy four qualifying general tires. That's right. 70 bucks back. Visa prepaid card with four qualifying general tires. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? All right. We are now eight races into the 2021 NASCAR Cup season, and we finally have a repeat winner in Martin Truex Jr. And it was a masterfully patient drive for him over the course of two days and varying weather patterns, as we just talked about. Martinsville was dominated pretty much by Denny Hamlin and Ryan Blaney, but lingering behind them and allowing the track to come to him was Truex for his, get this, third win in the last four Martinsville races. It is Truexville, baby. Also needing a couple of days to finish was the Xfinity Series, which was also rain-halted on Friday, then completed on Sunday, today, with a new name atop the running order. Late model ace Josh Berry led 10 laps Friday night, and then pretty much the rest of the way on Sunday to take his first win in the series. It was also the first win for the Junior Motorsports number eight car since Dale Jr. himself drove it to victory lane in Michigan 2006. Yeah, that's a long time. Supercross was back racing this weekend, and they did so in a bit of a different way from the norm. Saturday's race was at Atlanta Motor Speedway, outdoors and a little bit more spread out than the indoor tracks. So whoever came into the weekend with some outdoor training... 
Chase Sexton, came away with some pretty serious benefits. Eli Tomac snagged the lead when it mattered towards the end to take the overall win. But we'll talk with Chase Sexton in a bit, who finished his best ever in the 450s with a two spot on the podium. Cooper Webb rounding it all out. In the 250s, it was a flag-to-flag win by Nate Thrasher over Justin Cooper and Cameron McAdoo. IndyCar had testing at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway this weekend, and we've got Robin Miller coming up to chat with us about that in a few minutes as finally the IndyCar season kicks off this week in Alabama. Teams did have a two-day test at Indy to gear up for the 500, and although passing was more difficult, all went relatively well, and Joseph Newgarden, again, topped the charts for the series and for Team Penske. For all additional information on dirt racing, sports cars, and more, check out our two go-tos, racer.com and speedsport.com. Robin Miller, IndyCar Insiders. We get set for the 2021 IndyCar Series next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive Mud Terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for a good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel will do the work of a team of mechanics. The powerful combination of oils and additives in Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system while increasing power and fuel economy because it's burning excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak and keep the army of mechanics away a little longer. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, you better cook it up. Scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop shakalaka, 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 scoop shakalaka, 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 Geico, switch today and see all the ways you could save. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. Mav TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. Mav TV televises off road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. Mav TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. Mav TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand. Your Mav TV. <laughs> your soap is. Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things, open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons and let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell. Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. 
You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Panic on the brain, world is gone insane. Things are starting to get heavy. Mm. I can't help but think I haven't felt this way since I asked you to go steady. Wondering, would you be? Coming up in moments, IndyCar Insider, Robin Miller, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Lucas Oil Low Viscosity Stabilizer, it's for your newer engines. It's going to save your engine. Okay, it's going to make your engine run a little bit better. All right, a whole lot better. Anti-wear, friction reduction, oxidation innovation. Contains a premium formula intended to protect the life of your engine. In many different areas. Check it out. It's a product spotlight of the week at lucasoil.com. Good to get Robin Miller back in the Freak Nation. It means there's going to be some IndyCar racing coming up. And I I joke half-heartedly, Robin Miller, that I may have celebrated three birthdays since the last time we saw a G-Damn IndyCar race. Are we going to finally get this IndyCar series on track to where we don't have to wait generations to, to get to different seasons? Well, I mean, that's obviously such a huge obstacle and you have six months off and you fall off the radar and your TV ratings aren't real, aren't very good to start with. And just let me give you the greatest example I can. Charlie Kimball brought some people to the Indy 500 last year. And after the race, they said, now, now what do you do the rest of your Charlie? <laughs> he says, well, we go to Detroit and, uh, you know, mid Ohio and gateway and, Oh, there's more races. So, I mean, does that tell you right now that it's just, it, it just kind of, it's just, uh, unless you're a diehard, you know, you don't, it's hard to keep up with. And, you know, I think Mark Miles, they've talked Australia and New Zealand. And, you know, I think if Pato, I think Pato's going to be tough this year, Pato War. I think Mexico City could be in play. But, you know, to start early, you guys know in North America, where are you going to go? You can't go to Phoenix. Nobody's going to go to the race. You can't go to Fontana. It's going to be a short track. Um, I, I don't know what the, I don't know where they go. I, that's just it. I mean, I think March probably about as early as they can start. That's so interesting. Robin Miller with NBC Sports joining us here in the Freak Nation. And there was some testing this weekend. And again, because the series has kind of been off the radar for the last six months, it was weird to not see as much hype about the IndyCar test at Indianapolis this weekend through social media. But it happened. Drivers, for the most part, were okay with things. It seemed like Graham Rahal was very excited. Joseph Newgarden has to be happy topping the charts. But passing was an issue. And there's this whole argument going on now between drivers of should we push to pass? Should we not push to pass? What's Robin Miller's feelings? Oh, I was at the push to pass test. And Dixon and Rossi and Newgarden all said, uh, we don't need to push to pass at the Indy 500. And I agree with them. We have, we don't need another, no more gimmicks. We don't, we got pushed to pass for road courses and street courses. That's good. No, we, we don't need. And you know what? There's, they'll be passing in the race. There always is. I mean, there's, they've, done a couple things to the cars and you know restarts are where everything happens anyway all i ever say is when people get done at, at the end of the day they're like was that a good race or a bad race well if mm-hmm. you got two guys that trade the lead i don't know five times in the last 10 or 15 laps like we've had in the last five years I'd say that's a pretty good race for 500 miles and yeah maybe there's not six thousand passes like the handprint device but it's, it's a lot more pure 
I mean, I remember used to, Alex Denardi used to just rant and rave about how he hated the handwritten life. That's just phony racing. He goes, that mean, doesn't mean anything to lead. And he was right. So Dixon said it best. Indy's not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be the toughest race there is. And guess what? You win Indy by working with your car, good pit stops, good strategy, and knowing when to make your move. And last year, you know, Sato looked like Rick Mears, so he, he won the race. And yeah, I mean, maybe Dixon has something for him if they go back to green, but, you know, I, I, all the bitching and moaning, oh, we got to finish under green. No, we don't. Five hundred mile race. That's it. Sorry. No, I'm I mean, completely I know with I'm you. way too old to cover this shit. I just, I just look at these people and go, really? These people have been writing in for the last couple of weeks in the mailbag. I, I think IndyCars ought to go in the dirt. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea. That would be a great show. Yeah, let's pull out some of them old IRL cars and run them at Good Eldora with them. That would be a great show, wouldn't it? I mean, people have lost their minds. Well, yeah, Robin, hold on. 26 cars this year at every race. I think we- we're going to have more winners than we've ever had. I think it's going to be, I think the youth is going to take over. I think Herta and Award are going to battle for the championship. Ooh. I don't know how you can get much closer and better racing. I don't know what people want. Well, you know, I, I, what do you guys think? What people want, I think you've just nailed it right there. What people want is water cooler conversation and to look cool in the office and the office pools during the week. And they're getting that with NASCAR, even if NASCAR's ratings are down. So, yeah, all the gimmicks and, and tricks that NASCAR is pulling out, people just automatically default that. We got to have that with IndyCar because I got to be able to talk to my friends about something cool in sports. So, yeah, somehow what the series needs is to figure out their identity again and get back into to bigger circles. It's just not happening. But the the racing is freaking bitching. I don't know why people can't grasp onto the fact that this these are good drivers and they deserve your eyeballs. I think the problem, <laughs> excuse me, the problem is NASCAR had 3 million people watch the Bristol Dirt, and I use that term very loosely. They watched <laughs> the Bristol Dirt race. 3 million people watched on a Monday afternoon. Uh, IndyCar couldn't get a million people on NBC two or three times last year, and they're going to have nine network races this year. The biggest problem is we don't have we, our, our fan base is just, it's vanished, and and, yep. I, and nobody, I, I don't know how you get it back. I don't know, you know, IndyCar came up with a new marketing plan about these are athletes. Who cares? It's the racing. It's the names. I mean, promote the drivers and how young they are and how fast and brave they are and how, you know, you're going to the first turn in India, 228 miles an hour. I mean, do something that's going to grab you by the throat. I mean, it's just, uh, it's frustrating because, um, I just don't think Indy Kernos, you know, I just don't think they're not to promote. I don't think they're not a market. I think, uh, I'm not sure that can save it, but it's just, you know, I mean, it's like running during the Super Bowl. They run an ad for the Indy 500 in Indiana. We don't need a Super Bowl ad in right, Indiana. Right. These people are going to the race anyway. We need yes. Super Bowl ads all over the country so people go, oh, yeah, the Indy 500. Yeah, maybe I'll check that out. So I don't know. I mean, I try, you know, you try to give people the benefit of the doubt, and it's not easy, but, you know, I just don't see people going to races like they did when I grew up. They just don't care. It's just that they just assume watch. They can look at their phone. If they have time, they'll push the IndyCar app or the NASCAR app, the Insta app, World of Outlaws, USAC, watch it on streaming and go to the race. Nah, that's too big a hassle. Right. Robin Miller joining us here in Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. 
we all thought Robin, uh, Robin, Roger Penske would be the savior for the series. But it's, I mean, I know coronavirus just screwed with a lot of plans, and, and but we can't use that as an excuse because NASCAR did not use it as an excuse. Supercross did not use it as an excuse. They actually they did things that were even better for the series to get more eyeballs into certain aspects of things. And IndyCar always kept just in my opinion, kept to be the copycat. Like, oh, if they're going to go virtual racing, we're going to go virtual racing. They cut back their PR staff. And I'm like, you can't do that in this time. We need more driver interviews out there interacting on social media. I just, I don't understand where Roger Penske, I mean, there's Mark Miles side of things, but Penske's the owner now. Where is he in all of this? Well, don't forget, if we didn't have Roger Penske, there wouldn't be an IndyCar series right now. Got it, got <laughs> it. Spent so much money and had to rent tracks and have double headers at Iowa and Road America and Mid-Ohio and Indianapolis, triple header, whatever, just to keep the thing to 17 races, 16 or whatever it was, because a lot of teams were going to have to give money back if you didn't have at least, I don't know, 15 or 16 races. I can't remember what, what I was told, but it's just, uh, it's not, you can't snap your fingers and say it's going to change. You can't, you can't do it overnight, but I would like to see them spend more money on like that wonderful Fox ad where they got all, they show some spins and they show people's personality. In the end, they got Kyle Bush looking at the camera at a press conference and says, I'm only here so I don't get fined. Right. That's, the kind of stuff. Right. That's what IndyCar needs. Yep. There's a lot of personality in IndyCar, as you guys both know. I mean, show it off. Spend some money on a national TV ad that IndyCar has to pay. Don't waste whatever you just wasted on this advertising thing in Chicago about athletes. Are you kidding? Who cares? That's not going to sell one ticket. Yeah. yeah. We're talking with Roger Miller, IndyCar Insider. Uh, Robin Miller. I'm sorry, Robin Miller. Robin, the we've talked about IndyCar not promoting things in the offseason, but don't the teams have some responsibility to promote themselves, the drivers, uh, the personalities of the drivers? Don't they have some responsibility to do that? Well, they've, you know, they have their own little podcast and stuff like that. It's just that they don't have, you know, we all, we all were hoping that with IMSP right here and NBC as the motorsports channel, that we could at least get a 30 minute weekly show during the season or the off season, either one, uh, on Indy cars that you got Kinch living in Indy you could get Newgarden in here. I mean, it wouldn't take any time to get him. Canon's here. And, you know, just just let those guys kind of run with the show and you don't have to have a format, just a just a big BS session. Something like that, <laughs> but you don't have, you know, NASCAR lost NASCAR America. I mean, NBC pulled a plug on that. So you guys know, I mean, you had a TV show. I worked on a couple of good TV shows. I just don't know. I don't know. There just doesn't seem to be any in. It just doesn't seem to be. There's not enough interest or advertising or whatever it takes to keep this stuff on television. But hmm. I would, I would hope. I don't know what's going to happen to the TV package. You know, I think if uh, Fox might have a little interest, I heard. But NBC is the place that NBC has done such a good job of promoting IndyCar racing. I mean, they've done more to promote IndyCar racing in the last couple three years than they they had they had in thirty years with ABC. I mean, you're That's watching true. the Kentucky Derby or you're watching. And they're promoting the Indy 500 or they're promoting the next race at Gateway, whatever it is. So they've got a good TV partner. It's just that NBC is cutting back because they're like, look, we spend a lot of money and nobody watches this stuff. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to do? 
I mean, to think that we're going to have nine network races this year, that's unbelievable. I mean, people, some guy, some guy last week at the, called, wrote in the mailbag and said, well, it's time to get a new TV partner. NBC sucks. I'm like, what planet are you on? <laughs> nine network races with this, with the TV ratings we get. You should kiss your lucky stars if they have nine, uh, you know, people are stupid, unrealistic. Yep. Moron. <laughs> well, that's, Robin, that's a way to influence people and win over fans by calling them morons. Well, that, I'm that, sorry. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of great open wheel fans in the country, and there's a lot of morons out there that don't pay any attention. They think they've got the answer. They think, you know, all the bitching and moaning. Like, 200 people didn't go, go get to watch the test over the weekend. So what? Watch it for free on the internet. What the hell? Who cares? Robin Miller. It, just, it makes me crazy. They just bitch and bitch and bitch about everything. Robin sure. Miller. And, sure. Wait a minute. Let I'm me get gonna, let me get a word in here. <laughs> let me get a word in here edgewise, Robin Miller. I've been make going to make you part of the freak nation. Come on. Love it. All right, now I'm going to, here's a question I dare you to answer, all right? There was a story that we looked at a couple of weeks ago that seemed to question the deep pockets of the Penske, uh, Roger Penske and the Penske media and his son. Do you think that has something, any truth to that? And do you think that has anything to do with IndyCar not getting the money it needs to promote itself? No. Penske Media is Jay Penske, and that's Rolling Stone Magnet. Roger doesn't have anything to do with that. That's not Roger's deal. Yeah. That's, no. Roger, Roger Penske Automotive last year had, a, had the best year they've ever had. So while he took a, while he took a big hit racing-wise, well, you know, not selling tickets to any of the races in Indianapolis except the Harvest Grand Prix, uh, I mean... <laughs> He had a good year business-wise in the automotive side. And, you know, I think, I mean, he's the smartest man I've ever met. And um, I know he's got a plan, and but it's going to take a while. And he's 83 years old. I just hope he, he maintains that health and that attitude because without him, uh, we have no hope uh, because he's got power and he's got influence and he's got the respect of uh, the worldwide business community and, I give him a chance to, <coughs> excuse me, I give him a chance to find a major title sponsor that can put some money in the series of the Indy 500. He knows the purses suck and they got to have some help. That's what's so amazing that we're going to have 23 to 25 cars every race. All the sponsors didn't run away. They all came back and we added a couple. I mean, it, to me, that's the story of the year. I don't know how we, I don't know how that happened, but. It, you know, I'm not saying it's great big money. It's certainly not like the card hay days in the 90s, but it's it's enough to keep people on the racetrack, and that's pretty amazing. IndyCar insider, NBC Sports, Robin Miller joining us here in the Freak Nation. Curious, what's the average? Do you, do you have an average number for? Uh, away, but I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Well, I mean, listen, G, uh, GD can get by, but the S-bomb can't get by. It already has. But. 10 o'clock on the East Coast, we're fine. <laughs> hey, uh, what That's if, right. What, hey, what do IndyCar drivers make now? Oh, that's a good question. 
I think Dixon's probably the highest paid at four million, and I would imagine Will Power and Newgarden and Rossi are around two, and everything else is I don't know from seven fifty to a million or whatever you bring to a team and get your percentage off the top. Wow! But certainly nothing like the heydays of Cart when Michael and and Alan Jr. were making six. Six or seven million dollars up front, and and Toyota and Honda were, at, were and Mercedes were throwing money at drivers and teams. I mean, those are the <laughs> those are the glory. We were talking the other day, Dixon and I and Steve Shunk at lunch, and we were just talking about. I said, Dixon, you might have been the last guy to get in on the engine money. He goes, Well, I got in on it, but I wasn't. I missed it by a couple of years of really breaking the bank, like Dario and Kanan and those guys and Kenny Brack. And, that, and that's probably true because it was an obscene amount of money those guys were getting paid. And, um, you know, you watch a guy play golf for four days and he makes $1.8 million and you win 8500 and risk your life for three hours and you make half that after taxes and you get your 40%. So oh. it's all according to <laughs> oh, what you, uh, what you want to do, I guess. But, it's not probably the best time, Kenny, to be an indie driver as far as making a lot of money. You yeah. better love it. You better love it. Isn't that the truth? His Freak Nation, no better insider in IndyCar than uh, Robin Miller, part of NBC Sports. Buddy, thanks for doing this, man. Let's do it again throughout the season. Thank goodness we got a season coming, bud. Well, always, always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Your little girl's getting prettier and bigger, isn't she? Yeah, she is, man. Scary. Little crap starter. <laughs> yeah, she is a crap starter. Little crap starter, man. Put a, put a microphone in front of her and a golf club in her hand and don't let her run go-kart. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, okay. No problem. Thank you, Robin. We'll talk, we'll talk to you later. Bye. All right, buddy. Oh, Robin Miller, always fantastic rolling here in the Freak Nation. Coming up. They're morons. Morons. <laughs> Seriously, though, if we had the mailbag that yeah. he, he gets on a daily basis, holy cow. And he, it's just people bitching over and Put over Indy and cars over. on dirt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, people. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, let's put diesel 18-wheel trucks on figure eights, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up in a moment, your stat man, Scat, and second place finisher last night in Atlanta in your 450 Supercross Series, Chase Second. It's all coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Hyundai, Import, Ford, and Toyota say they're all in next year when the World Rally Championship embraces hybrid technology. The three-year program means the top-tier cars will mix an electric motor and the current combustion engine. The cars will be heavier, but the extra 150 horsepower should offset that weight. All that makes sense. Automakers want you and I in their showrooms to buy their technology and not just look at the pretty posters of cars winning trophies. The recent announcement indicates these will be plug-in hybrids dependent on power stations in the service areas. Performance in the stages could be insane, with emissions in the transits drastically improved. A win-win. To me, the best part of this is seeing the racing program move to R&D budgets. Racing was important when automakers twisted wrenches to improve their product lines. Racing doesn't make long-term sense when all it's doing is selling energy drinks and home loans. Peace. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. 
Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget, used to keep it cool. Did you know, Freak Nation, you can go to our website, speedfreaks.tv, and register for a set of general tires. That's right. Go to speedfreaks.tv. Put all the pertinent information in there. You just might take home a set of general tires. Speedfreaks.tv. Got a couple of minutes here to touch on Statman's scat. Stat, do you think 10 years from now, electric racing, okay, electric racing vehicles will be half of the conversation at this point? Yeah, I I hope so, uh, because somehow we need to get the hyperdermic out of our arm with a fossil fuel, and uh, I I think this might be the best way to do it is to introduce it in rallying, where the cars are closer to production, even though they're full on race cars, but they're closer to production, and the manufacturers can take advantage of the fact that. They have a car that looks like a race car. It's not a Formula One car. It's not NASCAR. It's not an Indy car. It's a car that looks like something you could buy in the showroom, and they could uh, promote the hybrid technology, even though it'll be spec technology uh, created in Germany for everybody. Now, the one thing that I did like about the idea is that after two or three years of this technology we might have better batteries that will end up in our cars that are in our driveways and we may end up with you know more power for uh our our cars in the driveway than uh we have now and that will be a good thing and make everybody smile he grabbed him a two spot last night in atlanta 450 class chase sexton joins us next Hey, Freak Nation, spring is here, and we're thawing out from a cold winter. So it's time to roll those windows down in your hot rod or your hipster minivan and take on the road with a new set of General Tires. Now, through April 30th, purchase four qualifying passenger General Tires and get up to 70 bucks back on a Visa prepaid card. Yep, that's four qualifying General Tires, and you could take home up to $70. Get out, enjoy the weather, and the streets on a new set of General Tires. General Tires, the official tire of Speed Freaks, where anything is possible. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. 
A Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV TV Plus to the MAV TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Bowling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Your soap is... Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell... Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation, 20 years of doing this thing. Stat Man, Crash Gladys, I'm Kenny Sargent. Thank you guys for hanging out. The website, speedfreaks.tv, and of course, on Twitter. How about those general tires you're rolling on, or you should be rolling on? Now, through the end of the month, buy four qualifying passenger tires from General Tires, and you'll get up to a $70 Visa prepaid card from General Tires. That's right. Four qualifying tires, bam, up to 70 bucks back when you purchase four qualifying tires. General Tires. Chase Sexton, 450 pilot in your Supercross series, grabbed him a two-spot last night in Atlanta. He joins us now. You got three dates in Atlanta. We asked this of all the Supercross riders with the 2021 schedule, and it seems to be overwhelming that they like this new schedule where you stay in a city for two or three races. Chase Sexton, what say you? You like this staying in the city for a week and running two or three races? Yeah, I like it. It's um, definitely a lot more racing than we're used to at a certain venue. Um, usually we have a week in between. We just race on Saturday night. So it's a little bit different thing in a hotel for a week, which is probably the the, mo- the biggest negative about it all. But for the racing-wise, it's, it's cool to stay in the same same venue. And uh, we get the same – or we get, I think, uh, 20% capacity of fans every every night. So that's cool. A lot, lot more chances to come see the races. So it's been uh, fun so far. And, yeah, this is our – fourth one i think so uh, I, I think it's the fourth and last one chase sexton you talked about a hotel but what about a house airbnb who in fact who would be your roommate your desirable roommate if you could get a, a big house instead of a hotel or some other place <laughs> yeah you don't have to stay in a hotel i just these races are only a week long and getting a hotel or getting airbnb is just kind of uh for me, this seems more of a hassle. We did one last year at, uh, we raced at Salt Lake City. We were there for, I think, over a month, which I got an Airbnb for, which was fun. Um, 
but yeah, just doing the hotels at the right now. Um, we're just healing it out. I think I didn't try an Airbnb for these ones, but I think maybe if we do this again next year, I'll probably um, try that out. But yeah, the hotel just gets a little bit boring staying in <laughs> and uh, locked in your uh, hotel room. Is there conversation going on right now of potentially, let's say everything gets back to normal for the all of sports in 2022. Do you think that there could be an adaptation of the old schedule and the 2021 schedule in which you will have some time to triple up on some events at, at some places and then also go week to week at other places? It'll be interesting to see for sure because as of right now, no one's really said anything about if this is going to be the new normal or not. Um, so for me, just kind of waiting and see what they're going to do, but I could definitely see them doing this more, more often now than, um, than not. I think we will go back to somewhat of a normal schedule, maybe not do as many of these residencies, but, um, definitely could see us doing more three race, um, stays at these venues. Definitely. We're talking with Chase Sexton, 450 Supercross. This is his first year on the big bikes. Chase, you've had a litany of injuries this year. In fact, one picture, I think it was after Daytona, where all you needed was the cauliflower ears to look like you were a UFC fighter. <laughs> it hasn't been uh, It hasn't been the ideal season for me. Obviously, have had high expectations coming in, but um, first, first race start off, um, not very good. Then came out next one and was leading and ended up going down, hurting my shoulder. So that was the first injury of the year. Um, I missed, I think, six races or so. And then I uh, came back at Daytona um, and decided I wanted to try this big wall jump that no one had done all day and ended up over jumping it and smashed my face off my handlebar and uh, chipped my tooth and put a hole through the bottom of my lip, which was not ideal. And then uh, got that healed up, came back. Um, had two really good solid races at um, Arlington with the fourth and a fifth uh, for the first two. And then um, the last one, I was in fifth again and um, sand section, I wish I crashed it in uh, Houston the first time, uh, bit me again and ended up going down and hit my face again off my, off my bike. And this one hurt a lot worse than the first one. I had a uh, really bad swelling around my lips and no teeth gone this time, but, uh, my face was really swollen and it definitely looked like I went a few rounds in a, um, UFC fight, but, uh, <laughs> face is healed up and, uh, we're back to racing here in Atlanta. Chase Sexton finished second last night in Atlanta in the 450 class and supercross series. Let's be honest. I'm watching that video and I saw the video when it happened, you hit your face so quick that you have to slow-mo the video to see you case that bike and then face plant on the bars. That's crazy. Yeah, actually, it's funny because there was a – I actually – so we have a bar pad right in the middle of our bars, which is usually to slow down the impact of your face hitting the bar. And I somehow missed it and hit my actual bar, which is – um, I think it's made out of aluminum. Oh. And my tooth was – a piece of my tooth was stuck in my bar and I actually chipped my bar and then a piece oh of the thing flaked off was in the bottom of my lip. So oh my there's actually a picture of, I had it on my Instagram of the, like the chip bar, which I, I they said they'd never seen before. So that was uh, kind of cool. But yeah, I definitely missed the bar pad area. Oh my gosh, Chase. Chase Sexton joining us here in the Freak Nation talking about his 2021 Supercross season. And clearly you needed these last two weeks off. It's It was weird to see 
two full weeks off in the middle of a Supercross season. I don't think in our 20 years of doing this show, we've ever seen that, but you needed it. What did you do in those two weeks? It's definitely weird to have, like you said, two weeks off. Usually we have a weekend off, which is, um, that's pretty normal, but we had two weekends off this time and was, it couldn't have came at a better time. My, my face was pretty messed up and ended up getting infected, um, for, I think a couple days after, which I had to go on antibiotic and didn't end up riding that week after the, the last Arlington. And then, um, I started back on the bike, um, the week after that. And I've had two solid weeks back riding, ended up getting, I got on some, uh, outdoors just to get the speed back up a little bit for this, um, Atlanta, um, track, which is going to be pretty fast. So getting the speed back up, um, things come, come to you a little quicker on outdoors, which I think is going to happen here with this big track, um, here in Atlanta. So just doing a little preparation for this uh, upcoming week and yeah, just doing the normal training, been feeling really good on the bike. I've probably the best I've felt so far this year. So looking forward to these last five races and, uh, end of the season on a high note. Chase Sexton was second in the 450 Supercross last night in Atlanta. You posted on your Instagram account that you really liked being back outdoors, training outdoors where the motocross riding is much faster than the Supercross. You can't practice on a Supercross track largely because it's in an arena, a stadium. Unless you build one in your backyard, you can't practice there. So what was that like? Explain the difference. Yeah, so Supercross is obviously a different animal. It's um, We race in the stadiums, and it's a lot tighter, a lot more jumps, and a uh, lot slower-paced track. So getting back on outdoors is uh, was refreshing just to have that. It's a lot, it's a lot faster, like I said, and um, a lot more flowing, and it's what we grew up racing. So for me, it was just uh, nice to get back to the roots and get uh, the speed back up, and obviously we're getting ready for outdoors here in a couple weeks new se- our new uh, series starting so getting a little preparation um in for that but also just getting a little bit uh um that speed back up which seems to help me on supercross and in the corners and whatnot so yeah definitely a different animal racing supercross and outdoors but um it was nice to mix it up of course talking about the lucas oil motocross series so you've got a couple of rounds left in supercross they may play out differently than the way the first part of the season up into the break played out because now you're going to have weather issues. How do you expect these next couple of rounds to go? I mean, granted, it's going to be unexpected. Racing here in Atlanta, it's usually we usually race in the Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium, which is indoors. Um, but now we're at the Speedway, Atlanta Motor Speedway, which is going to be obviously outdoors. And that brings uh, weather into play, like you said. And um, the forecast for... Um, the race week, I think, is this year, <laughs> a lot of rain coming up and um, definitely going to be a different uh, animal racing supercross in the, in the rain and in the mud. So um, for me, I grew up in Illinois, which um, raced a lot of mud and a lot of different uh, types of uh, dirt. So it's going to be, I think, play in my favor, but it's going to be pretty interesting. Racing supercross in the mud is, uh, like I said, a different animal. And um, just looking forward to the uh, whatever comes this week. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully the weather stays away, but if it comes, um, I'm ready for it. Chase Sexton is a two-time 250 East Supercross champion. This is his first year in the 450s. We've already documented about your injuries and how much you love being outside in the faster motocross, the Lucas Oil motocross. Give me a percentage on how much more you like 
the outdoor versus the indoor uh, motocross supercross? I would say that, yeah, I would say that supercross is, um, a little bit more aggressive just because it's so much tighter racing. And, um, it's a little bit harder to make passes in supercross just from the track being a lot tighter. And a lot of the times everyone's doing the same thing. So supercross, I would say is, I would say it's a, just a tad bit more, probably 20% more aggressive than outdoors is just because of having to make passes and have to be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more mean, I should say, because outdoors you have a lot more room and a little bit easier to get around people. So yeah, I would say supercross, just the intensity and racing in front of a lot of fans in the stadium kind of gets everyone hyped up and tends to bring a little bit more excitement into just the show and everything like that. So yeah, I would definitely say supercross is uh, quite a bit more aggressive than outdoors. Many years ago, he had ret retired off the bike, but Ricky Carmichael came with the Freak Nation and talked about, frankly, when the, the 450s were introduced and he, he, made, he made the jump to the 450s that he just thought initially there was just too much power for Supercross. Granted, things have changed. How far along are you in adapting to the 450s on the Supercross track? It's funny you say that. I've been watching a lot of, uh, there's a lot of old videos of like Ricky and all those guys on two strokes, 2D two strokes in the Supercross. Just seeing how they race and it's definitely a different animal um especially coming from the 2df which is a little bit slower than what they used to race the 2d two strokes but yeah it's a different animal for sure just because you have to really respect the bike obviously you have to do that in the 2d class which is a smaller bike a lot um a lot less weight as well but the 4d class definitely we have longer races um just a bigger bike a lot to handle on just a small track and it's it's taken a little bit to get used to. Obviously, for me, I've had a few, few, few falls this year, but um, yeah, it's something to get used to, and you have to be a little bit more patient. And uh, yeah, it's just a whole different animal, which I've really liked to learn, and it's been fun so far. So, looking forward to keep learning and get all these uh, moments out of the way for next year. Well, Chase Sexton, before we let you go, do you channel that patience into your other weekend activities that I've seen you doing, such as golf? <laughs> I've uh, I've taken a big bike into golf. Obviously, this week's uh, Masters Week, which is taking up quite a bit of my time during the day because I like to like to watch. And I have a few guys. Ricky Fowler's a big motocross fan, which is cool to see him. Obviously, he's not out there this weekend playing, but usually like to keep up with uh, how he's doing. And um, yeah, it's been fun. I live in Florida now, so there's not much to do besides for golf, and really taking a liking to it. Obviously, it's a pretty slow-paced um, sport compared to what I'm used to racing wise. And, uh, I think it's a good mixture, um, having that competitive edge off the dirt bike, but also a lot slower pace and relaxing. So that's why I've, uh, kind of taken a liking to it and I'm really competitive. So it's just fun to try and learn something new. Chase, this will show you how long we've been around. We were James Stewart's first interview when he was 15 years old. Yeah. 15 <laughs> years old. It was that's him awesome. and his, him and his old man and a couple of representatives from Kawasaki in the studio. And, I understand that you may have uh, sought out some instruction for James Stewart. First of all, is that true? And second of all, is that where the aggression comes from, from James Stewart? That's that. That's funny you say that. Yeah, because uh, James has um, actually been a part of my program for the last year or so now. Um, started working with him last year. As soon as the coronavirus kind of hit, we we partnered up and um, went on the golf course, had a meeting. And from there on, we've been working together. He's been helping me on the bike with riding and whatnot. And obviously he was a really aggressive rider. And I think I've 
kind of taken a little bit of that um, from him, but um, yeah, I would say maybe a little bit of the aggression comes from just his uh, his teachings and what he's gone through and just his experience. So it's been a really fun road so far, and um, I've been happy to be working with him. Let's say James Stewart uh, was able to you know keep his body together and his head together, and he's he won six or seven Supercross championships. Uh, who would be the better athlete? Hold on a second. Uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not done. I'm not done yet. Michael Jordan or James uh, Stewart or James Stewart. See, I'm i I'm a big, James is obviously a great athlete, but I would, I have a hard time. Um, you're torn. You're torn, aren't you? You're torn with that question. He's from Illinois. I, that's why, that's why I asked it. Come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm still going to have to go with Michael. I mean, there, you can't you can't put anyone up against Michael Jordan. He's probably the greatest athlete ever to play or play a sport. He's um, one of my big role models, and that's kind of why I chose my number twenty three. So he's a uh, yeah, he's a big inspiration for me and just his personality. And um, yeah, he's uh, he's the man. So it, it's hard to put anyone up against him. If James Stewart had six or seven Supercross championships, would he be considered? Or okay, let's say he had seven Supercross championships. Just like uh, MC or or, or, or uh, Ricky Carmichael with his uh, multiple Supercross outdoor championships, would James Stewart be considered the greatest Supercross rider ever? I would have to say so. Yeah, just the talent level that James had um, compared to everybody else was pretty mind blowing. And watching him ride that 125, and uh, I would say he was probably the, the most talented on a on a dirt bike. Um, obviously, he didn't win the most, but Definitely the most talented rider, I would say. Bam. Chase Sexton, Supercross pilot, running the 450s for the first time in 2021. Two-time 250 East champion joining us here in the Freak Nation. Buddy, thanks for doing this, man. Hopefully, you'll be able to stay on the bike through the entire Atlanta <laughs> week, right? Yeah, no, well, we're going to figure it out. This is uh, I'm looking forward to these last five rounds and, yeah, just accomplishing the goals I've set out this year. Chase, thanks for doing this, buddy. Appreciate it, guys. Coming up next hour, Freak Nation, after we get that tooth out of our handlebar, Michelle Abate, full-fledged Trans Am pilot with some red, white, and blue colors. It's coming up. Speed Freak Spitz, Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio, redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the freaks. Second hour of the Freaks, Freak Nation. Michelle Abate will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. A mix of Irish and Italian, more importantly, flying those Lucas Oil colors for the full year, the Trans Am Series. She's going to be joining us from her garage coming up this hour. And we're going to go back 17, <laughs> 17 years. Why are you laughing? Oh, I, my I goodness. Not ask. Uh, no, well, 17 years for Kyle Bush. 
Statman, do you recall that uh, adventure that we had in Detroit uh, back in 2004? Oh, boy. Wow, that goes back a long way. I don't remember. I, I remember a woman that uh, had a bar outside of Detroit, but I don't remember Kyle Bush. Maybe she sort of wiped out all memories of everything, especially about Kyle Bush. No, Kyle Bush, he'll be, he, this is, he joined us on the phone, but we were there for our fourth fourth year anniversary. And was that the time, Stat, Crash, when we were staying in downtown Detroit and the lights went out in our hotel? I think so. Right? Yeah. Oh, that might have been. Yeah, that was a different, that was a different time, yeah. It's a, and a guy ran across the freeway right in front of our car at midnight. Gunshots. Yes, I think that was the trip. That was the trip. Oh, so we're going to go back to that show on the, it was, it was, the, it was the 20th of June in 2004 and Kyle Bush called in and, um, oh boy, it's just, let's just say it's a legendous freaking flashback. We'll get to that. Is that when I was fangirling on him? Mm, yeah. Uh, it's, I, you know, my voice <laughs> 17 years ago <laughs> was higher. You sound like a 13 year old sometimes, crap. Did I really? Oh, see. what do you mean? Did you really? You you've heard some of these? No, I've heard the annoying, obnoxious laughter of you editing these old interviews, <laughs> but I haven't necessarily paid attention to my voice as much. <laughs> just like stupid laughter. You can you can insert insert Statman's voice today. <laughs> well, maybe those, not those first shows, Statman. We were we were up on the top of the up on the wheel those first show. <laughs> Elbows out. Yeah, there you go. Oh, boy. Of course, we're there for you on Twitter, Facebook, the website, speedfreaks.tv. That's speedfreaks.tv. Martinsville, Martin Chuexville. Finally, our repeat, first repeat winner for the 2021 season. And was a little curious how dirty it was really going to get there between Martin Truex and Denny Hamlin. Once Martin Truex finally Chose his cards, chose his cards correctly. Where I'm going with that indibonics, I yeah, don't know. You don't indibonic much, but that was Holy that was full smokes. on. Holy smokes! Uh, okay, when Martin Truex finally found the last start get over. past Denny Hamlin, it was as if he had a freaking push to pass. Yeah. to get past Denny Hamlin, which leads me into this: IndyCar tested their push to pass. No, not this test at Indianapolis was without the push to pass. The push to pass test was a couple of months ago. They're talking about using push to pass at Indianapolis Motor, Sp Motor Speedway. Yeah, I think it's probably not going to happen. But one of the drivers very vocal for it after the lack of passing at this weekend's test was Juan Montoya. The only thing <laughs> that's that explains an awful lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let me drop some some flat out badass English on your freak nation. The only thing stupider than utilizing push to pass at Indianapolis Motor Speedway is top fuel using push to pass on a thousand feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm nose to nose, man. I got I got a, I got a half a second to get to thousand foot. I'm push to pow. He was flying in the air. He's in the next county. Three hundred and sixty miles. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who in the hell? I, I, listen, I know it's about a six-mile oval, but still, you don't uh, Two push. And a half. Uh, thank you, Crash. Who's counting? Push to pass that crash. What the hell are we thinking? Yeah, uh, they're automatically. If you get 
six inches to a foot outside of the line going through some of these turns, you're in the wall and the human body can't react fast enough to keep you from getting into the wall. So all you need to do is to hit the push to pass in the middle of a turn and you'll be in the fourth row. I mean, it's, it's dumb, world-class dumb. I remember when NASCAR started implements certain gimmicks, as they called it, and IndyCar fans got all IndyCard. Look at NASCAR. We don't have any gimmicks. Shut up. And now they do. What do you think a field goal is in football? It's a gimmick. Settle down. I'll resume his affiliates coming up. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Got some more affiliates coming in to join you, Freak Nation. Thank you for being a part of this big old thing. iHeartRadio, tune in. Odyssey.com or Audacity.com, however they're referring to it now. It's not Intercom anymore. It's oh, I see. Audacity or Odyssey. Audacity. Okay, there you go. Bam! Now we roll here in the Freak Nation. You can't escape us, Freaks. Thanks for being a part of this big old thing. Crash Class Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Now through the end of the month, $70 prepaid gift card from Visa will be yours if you buy four qualifying General Tires. Up to $70 back with a Visa prepaid card when you buy four qualifying passenger tires from General Tire. Check it out at GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Eight races into this NASCAR Cup season, and we now have a repeat winner in Martin Truex Jr. And he was a pretty patient driver over the course of a two-day race with varying weather patterns. Martinsville was dominated by Denny Hamlin and Ryan Blaney, but lingering not far behind and allowing the track to come to him was Truex for his now third win in the last four Martinsville races. Also needing a couple of days to finish was the Xfinity Series. Rain halted on Friday, then completed on Sunday with, get this, a new name on top of the running order. Late model ace Josh Berry led 10 laps Friday night and then the rest of the way on Sunday to take his first win in the Xfinity Series. It was also the first win for the Junior Motorsports number eight car since Dale Jr. himself drove it to victory lane in Michigan 2006. No, we were there with this flashback interview coming up in 2004. Supercross was back racing this weekend, and they did so in a bit of a different way from the norm at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Outdoors, more spread out. So whoever came into the weekend with some outdoor training, like Chase Sexton, who we just talked with last hour, came away with some benefits. Chase Sexton, his best finish of the year, in second on the podium. Eli Tomac, the overall win. In the 250s, it was a flag-to-flag win by Nate Thrasher over Justin Cooper and Cameron McAdoo. IndyCar tested at Indianapolis Motor Speedway this weekend for the upcoming Indy 500, and we just talked to Robin Miller about that and more. It's a really good interview, again, with some nuggets thrown in there. Check it out, speedfreaks.tv, in just a few hours. Teams did have their two-day tested and need to gear up for that 500, and the debates continue to go on to push to pass or not push to pass. Joseph Newgarden, who topped the charts, says no. For all additional information, dirt racing, sports cars, what was it, the EPRI, Racing this weekend, go to our go-to websites, racer.com and speedsport.com. Michelle Abate, next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
Hey, it's Kenny Sargent and Crash Gladys with Speed Freaks. And we know vehicles, they can be expensive. So without proper maintenance, any vehicle can break down, causing the need for expensive repairs. That's why you need Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil produces the toughest and highest quality lubricants and additives on the market. Lucas products are tested on the track and the street to provide unmatched protection against the most punishing conditions. Hey, no matter what you do, no matter what you drive, Lucas Oil has the product for your mechanical needs. So keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Hey, Freak Nation, spring is here, and we're thawing out from a cold winter. So it's time to roll those windows down in your hot rod or your hipster minivan and take on the road with a new set of General Tires. Now, through April 30th, purchase four qualifying passenger General Tires and get up to 70 bucks back on a Visa prepaid card. Yep, that's four qualifying General Tires, and you could take home up to $70. Get out, enjoy the weather, and the streets on a new set of General Tires. General Tires, the official tire of Speed Freaks, where anything is possible. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, you better cook it up. Scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop shakalaka, 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 scoop shakalaka, 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 Geico. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Twenty years. That's two decades plus of doing it from the Lucas Oil Studios. Speaking of. You got a newer car with a newer engine? Why am I getting that look, Crash? Listen, when I get a look like that, you better turn your mic on. Continue. Why do you, you look sound like-, like you have something in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how the brain works. How I'm like, do you have a tooth whitener in your mouth? You sound like you're swallowing your tongue. <laughs> Nope, I don't. Okay. I sure don't. Okay. No, I, I do not. 
Continue. Okay. Uh, this is better than Ricky and Lucy. It is, isn't it? Uh, so I'll be bringing the music back up. Let's start this thing over. Crash, you just gave me a look like I said something. But Kenny, yeah. you're a professional. Right? Just because I give you a look doesn't mean you need to stop in the middle of a sentence. Just keep talking. That wasn't a look like, bro, did you fart? That was a look of, did you just say a competitor to Lucas Oil? Oh, no. That was no, one of those. No, so I just no. want to make sure that we're all cool. No, I am the drama queen. You know that. My yeah. looks can be a little more. Okay. All right. Back with the freaks, Lucas Oil, two decades, baby. I'm trying to get a clean air check here, Crasher. Would I you stop making noise? <laughs> two decades from the Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. I love Crash. There it is. Oh my gosh, here we go. <laughs> wow. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. <laughs> you got a newer engine, newer car with a newer engine? Why don't you use the Lucas Oil Low Viscosity Stabilizer? If you're looking for ways to keep that bad boy in shape, roll with it. Anti-wear, friction reduction. Starts up easier, runs cooler by keeping your engine oil free of sludge, varnish, and carbon buildup. For more information, go to the website, lucasoil.com. Lucas Low Viscosity Stabilizer for your newer engines. Speaking of Lucas Oil, once again, flying those Lucas Oil colors full-time in the Trans Am Series. Her name is Michelle Abate. We had her in the Freak Nation last year after she was the first woman to podium and then she goes on and wins the trans am race in in uh, austin at uh at coda ta2 at coda but right. yeah yeah literally a week or two after our interview boom she goes on to win we call that speed freaks mojo speed freaks mojo michelle abate joins us now in the freak nation and you'll be able to see this interview Coming up on many of our different social media platforms. Just follow us on Twitter and we'll show you where you can watch this damn thing. But Michelle Labate joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Michelle Labate, that sounds very Italian. And there might be some uh, some other countries there in the mix, right? My dad's parents uh, were from Sicily, so quite a bit. <laughs> My mom's uh, Irish, so I've got all the drinking blood in me. That's the Italian. That's yeah. Sicilian. Oh, yeah. my. Hold better on a second. Get, we better figure out how to say girl for sure. We have somebody <laughs> knocking on the door. So you've got, you've got Italian and Irish in you, which uh, both so of those. So whiskey and wine, basically. Yeah. No, no. Yes. Okay. Right. We, we talk a lot more than just motorsports, but that's where the hell I was going. So you've got Jackie Stewart and, you know, I could roll through a litany of other drivers from Italy. Do you have a. Mario. A certain af uh, affection for drivers from those countries that are in your blood, or you say, "Screw those those men and women." It's all about the American driver. America. <laughs> it's all about being American. That <laughs> a girl. Yeah, she's got to go in. She's going to walk into the Trans Am pits at some time. She's she's got to walk in with that flag waving and mm -hmm. showing it to everybody and everything. <laughs> But hold on a second, because you did, Michelle Abadi joining us here, Speed Freaks, you did walk into the national pits at Road Atlanta. I remember the last time we had you on, it was a maybe, I'm hoping this is going to happen. And all of a sudden, by the end of last year, it did happen. Explain how that all went down. Yeah, so end of last year, oh man, what a amazing opportunity I had. I, I have been dreaming about making my debut in the national, uh, national tour of Trans Am. And yes, I had that opportunity in the very last round of the 2020 season to make it happen at Road Atlanta. 
and probably one of the best and one of the worst races to do it in because at that event, everybody raced in our race. You know what I mean? So we had TA2, we had TA1, we had SGT, we had uh, the GT cars, XGT. I mean, it was it was a riot, but it was such a great opportunity and such an amazing chance for me to showcase my talent. And uh, I'm super proud of how I did. I had a top uh, 13 finish on Saturday and a top 12 finish on Sunday. Um, so yeah, it was it was amazing. And I and I wasn't driving my car. I actually got to drive a fully prepped TA2 car from a team that took the pole the year before. So um, an amazing opportunity. I learned a ton from it. I learned a lot about what the TA2 car can do when it's set up properly. And that has helped me kind of set my car up for this year. So it was, it was amazing. I had a blast. So I know we talked with you last year about how you need to conserve your equipment, especially tires. No conservation in Road Atlanta last year? <laughs> well, you know, um, I, I kind of have it in my blood to, you know, respect the equipment and do the best I can to preserve what I can. So I went, I went pretty far out at Atlanta. I mean, I, I took some chances. I ended up did getting hit, but we still finished on the lead lap and, and in front of a lot of people too. So, um, you know, it's, it's funny. That was one of the few times I've driven someone else's car and it, that had been such a dream of mine that I didn't really want to hold back. So you could say I drove about 95% in that race. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I think in October last year, we were talking with you about 80%. So yes. Add 15 more. Yeah. Go. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> and Michelle Abate, I didn't want to ask you this until later, but it makes sense now. You're a team owner and a driver, and that's two very different hats. You have to learn how to wear each one. Uh, but I assume that your ultimate goal is to be a driver and not necessarily a team owner. How's yes, that sir. all working? And, and which one? is getting more attention right now? Well, you know, being a team owner, I didn't know that was going to be an option for me until I started looking into the cost of Trans Am and renting a ride and driving for somebody. And so uh, just financially speaking, it was easier for me actually to buy my own car and pursue it on my own. Um, some of these teams, I don't know how they spend the amount of money that they spend in a weekend, but I'm able to do it on a smaller budget because I own the car. But yes, moving forward, I my goal is to just be a driver. Um, and actually, I am working really hard uh, right now to try to find support to go race NASCAR at Circuit of the Americas this year because it's the first time NASCAR will be going to that track, and that's where I had my best finish last year. Uh -huh. So Number I'm on. One. I'm trying to step up. Yes, <laughs> yes. So that's um that's kind of what I've been pounding. Um, a lot of the hours of the day, the last, you know, two, three months is just trying to find a team and the funding and to make it happen. And NASCAR's a pretty big step, but I'm ready for it. And to be on a road course in my debut would be amazing. So that's the big secret right now. <laughs> Are you getting anywhere uh, approaching people? Are they returning your calls? Are you having success? Yeah, so um, as a driver and a team owner, I'm used to hearing the words no, but the, the uh, bottom line on that is it only takes one yes to get there. And I've talked to probably over 10 teams, a lot of interest, but the, the more important side of things is getting that funding. And so right now, um, it still looks really good. I just haven't had anything committed yet, don't have anything signed yet, but we're, I'm working really, really hard on it. So, <laughs> Are these things tr trial by fire for you, or did you have a mentor before getting into motorsports or in motorsports that you followed his or her lead on how to seek sponsorship and, and rides? 
I uh, made all my own mistakes by myself and did everything on my own. I still handle everything on my own with my team between, you know, the marketing and the website, the Instagram, the Facebooks, all that stuff I do on my own and still doing it on my own, mainly because I can't afford to hire somebody or, um, or anything like that. And it's kind of crazy. I have a lot of people coming to me, asking me for advice and stuff. And it's like, you know, I don't know everybody's story and I can only tell you what I did. And some cases that helps people and other cases it's not very helpful, but yeah, no, I, I, everything's on my own right now. Okay. Hold on your own, you and your husband, tell me he helps you with the business side too. Oh, absolutely. Yes. My husband is probably 80% of the team and I'm the other 20%. I wouldn't be here without him. Um, we just have such an amazing story and it's funny because the more we get to talk about it, the more people want to be involved. And yeah, so the team is my husband and I, and then I always say that my dog Moxie is the president of of everything because she's just her her world. So, (laughs) but yeah, it's just us. You look like you might be in a shop or a garage. Where are you? Uh, This is my shop. This is the go racing shop. It's a little bit of a mess. So that's why we've got tight shot Mm -hmm. right now, (laughs) but yes. (laughs) Uh, I got, uh, moved into this shop last year, which was a huge, huge, huge thing for us. I've got my lift now. Um, so some of you guys know, some of you don't know, I, we used to do everything out of my two car garage or my little 1400 square foot house. And, and it's so nice to have a little bit of space. Now we've got a uh, 1300 square feet here. And, you know, I feel like the more space you have, or, you know, the more space you have, the more stuff you get. It's like, you always need more space, but it's been pretty awesome. Well, you know that we've got people watching this and they're going to try and zoom in on what's behind your head on that whiteboard. No, oh, that, whiteboard. those are all the secrets. You can't see that. Those are all secrets. That, that's, yeah. the to-do li- that's the to-do list right there. Oh, all right. I'm like mirrored. There we go. Right there. <laughs> Don't remind me. We got a lot to do. <laughs> you know, what? I had many years ago on that issue, I had a, um, a team owner described took two hours to describe to me how they cheated in trans am (laughs) and all the things that they did to move the engine around and so it still fit the templates but they were (laughs) world-class cheating is that on that board back there you know we're not that we're not that uh experienced yet so we're just trying to make sure the car works right we got everything torqued down right uh you know the cheating side of stuff i I don't have any secrets. And if I did, I probably wouldn't tell you anyway. But the truth is, I don't I don't know any. I'm not good enough yet <laughs> to have any cheating secrets. <laughs> <laughs> have you gotten to that point yet where uh, former sponsors or current sponsors have asked you to do something where you said, uh, that's something that I just don't want to do? Actually, fortunately, no, I haven't had anything I had to turn down yet. Um, I'm very comfortable with who I am and I know what I like to do, and what I don't like to do. And no, everybody that I partner with, honestly, um, has to meet a certain criteria. I've learned throughout the years. I mean, I've been racing now actually for about 15 years now. And on my own, I, I've kind of learned, you know, who I am, what I deserve, what they deserve. And it's really important to me that it's a mutually beneficial partnership, you know, that we're both getting what we want. And, um, you know, if you would have talked to me five, eight years ago, if you just would have wrote me a check with $5 on it, I probably been like, okay, cool. Yeah, perfect. Let's do it. You know, but our program has grown and it's so great to say this, that, you know, our program has grown in the direction where like, I know, I know my value and I know my time and what it's worth. And I know what, what's fair, you know, and that's, what's really important about um, partnerships and sponsorships is bringing that value. And, and I had been stretching myself pretty thin, especially back in 2015 and 2016. I mean, I had 
35, 40 sponsors. You know what I mean? And I just did it because I was building a race car and I needed parts and this and that. And I've learned so much that it's, it's more important to maybe buy that product because you need it that one time than it is to sign a contract and then endorse something for a year when the product might be only, you know, a hundred dollars or something. But those are things that I, I've had to learn. And those are things that no one could have taught me, you know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the partnerships that I have are just amazing. Such, such great, great people behind my program and a huge one, as you guys know, is Lucas Oil. And I'm so excited to represent them this year in title sponsorship. I mean, it's, it's just a dream come true and I just can't wait for the season to start. It's just taking forever. <laughs> See, I've always believed in the motto of failing forward, and you're never going to get that that sort of advice from somebody else and what they did through their career to make them successful. So you, by doing everything yourself, you and your husband, this is how you learn those things, and this is how it has made you a better person, a better driver, a better mechanic, a better whatever, a better business person because of what you've learned and maybe failed at, but move forward because of it. Yeah, big time. I mean, it's it's there's plenty. Like I said, I made I learned from my own mistakes, yeah, and I've awesome. made plenty of mistakes, you know. And and um, yeah, together, you know, I'm able to bounce ideas off Anthony, my husband, and and together we make decisions. And it's it's just it just feels really good because I've been in a situation where you're just a driver, and and I've worn a hat, and it and the team owner didn't like the hat I wore or whatever. And it's like it's it's tough, you know. And and those are things you learn too is when you're representing somebody under their team you have to understand what they want. You know, it's, it's, there's a lot to it. (laughs) Wow. Have you learned the value of social media? The time that you would take to seek out a sponsor, it might be more important to build your social media universe because that's what sponsors want to see. Yeah. And you know what? I've been seeing a shift in, in social media. So I absolutely don't think I'd be anywhere uh, at the level I am today without social media. And I don't, I don't really have a large following. I mean, I have a very loyal following. I have about 14,000 followers on Instagram and that's probably my biggest account. Um, but you know, in this day and age, you can buy, you can buy uh, followers and likes and all this stuff, but what you can't buy is engagement. And, um, you know, it's just so important because you can see someone have 450,000 followers, but they have like you know, 900 likes and four comments, you know what I mean? And, and they don't respond to the comments. And so I really pride myself on not ever giving in to that um, buying follower thing. It's just something against my morale. I mean, if people want to follow me, they're going to follow me. And if they don't want to follow me, then they're not going to follow me. And I just, I don't think back, you know, three, four years ago, if you had 60,000 followers, I mean, you were gold, you know what I mean? And, and now that there's so many bots and all this stuff, I kind of feel like my following that's real is, almost worth a little bit more. So in social media is a wild animal for sure. And uh, I'm very thankful for it, but there's a lot to it as well. Well, what was interesting to me just a couple of weeks ago, no, maybe one week ago is I'm really curious if you are married or not, because your anniversary is April Fool's Day. You got married a year ago on <laughs> April Fool's Day. I have such a cool story for you since you brought that up. Oh my God. So today is April 8th, right? So 15 years ago to this day, Anthony and I met. The only reason why I know that is because I invited him to go see Dane Cook and he turned me down and I was able to look it up because it was a one night show in Vegas. But beyond that, the reason why we got married on April 1st was because I wanted to get married on the 8th, just because it's so cool to know the day we met. But the church, uh, at the, the year was 2017 and the church was having Easter Sunday on the 9th. 
And they said we wouldn't be allowed to get married on the 8th. And so I could have picked the week after or the week before, and I didn't want to wait any longer. And so that was April 1st. (laughs) So that's the story behind the whole April Fool's wedding. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, it's really married, 2017. And I really went to uh, Bathurst and raced for my honeymoon with Anthony. So we had an awesome honeymoon. Um, Got to go to Tasmania, watch V8 supercars, all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Who does that? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Michelle Abate joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Statman, he'll tell you, he was raised by women, a lot of sisters. Uh, Crasher being a female, I've got a very strong mother. So we've got a lot of females beating the odds stories given our upbringing and our involvement. And I would imagine with you, you've got your own. Unfortunately, for 20 years of doing Speed Freaks, we've talked about when are we going to get to the point we get over talking about women in motorsports. But damn it, it's still going on, whether it's Alexis DeJoria or Decker or I could go on and on rattling off the names. Angie Smith, also a Lucas Oil driver. Right. Rider, yeah. Uh, Where are your struggles, Michelle? And leave, leave money out of it right now because we're you're still in an uh in a position where it's male dominated uh, are you that are, do you have a strong attitude and a maybe a strong demeanor the only way we know used from the phone and, and video to handle uh a-holes in the business so to speak you know i grew up with an older brother <laughs> so i don't think anybody could be as as mean and as daunting and as antagonizing as an older brother and I love my brother to death, but he made me really strong. He made me really tough. I mean, I I don't think any, you can't really offend me. It takes a lot to offend me. So, um, you know, you, you're asking me about my struggles and I just see a lot of women being successful in motorsports and in other male dominated uh, industries. You know what I mean? And, and I just have never... I've never felt like it was something that held me back. And even, even to this day, like I see a lot of women saying that, yes, it's hard, but I just, I don't, in my heart, I don't believe it. I don't see it. I just focus on what I want to do and I get it done. And I think it's unfortunate that, that women feel that way. And I, and I want to help them not feel that way. And I'm part of a, a organization called shift up now. And that's exactly what we do is we bring women together. And then the problem is there is women out there that feel that way. I have never felt that way. And I don't like to give into those kinds of statements and stuff. It's something I'm feel pretty strongly about. Um, but I think the reality is, you know, it, it, sure. I'm sure there are women out there that face these struggles for being women in a male dominated sport. I've just never had that be something kind of in my mindset to hold me back. I have always felt like, you know, you get out of it, what you put into it, where there's a will, there's a way. If you want to go do something, you go make it happen. And that's exactly how I feel about this NASCAR deal. Like I got to just figure it out. You know what I mean? If, if, I, if I don't figure it out, that means I didn't put enough work in, you know what I mean? And, and that's just kind of my opinion on it. A lot of people maybe won't agree with me, but it's my mindset and I, I don't know, I'm pretty stubborn, so it's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> Hyundai, Imsport, Ford, and Toyota say they're all in next year when the World Rally Championship embraces hybrid technology. The three-year program means the top-tier cars will mix an electric motor and the current combustion engine. The cars will be heavier, but the extra 150 horsepower should offset that weight. 
all that makes sense. Automakers want you and I in their showrooms to buy their technology and not just look at the pretty posters of cars winning trophies. The recent announcement indicates these will be plug-in hybrids dependent on power stations in the service areas. Performance in the stages could be insane, with emissions in the transits drastically improved. A win-win. To me, the best part of this is seeing the racing program move to RD budgets. Racing was important when automakers twisted wrenches to improve their product lines. Racing doesn't make long-term sense when all it's doing is selling energy drinks and home loans. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Coming up next segment, 17 years ago with Kyle Busch after he won a Busch Series race and not much motorsports. Yep, that's the Freaks. Follow us on Twitter, Speed Freaks, and, of course, the website, speedfreaks.tv. More Freaks next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Uh, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter cookie dough. Scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop shakalaka, 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 scoop shakalaka, 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 Geico, switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. 
What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Prisoner, prisoner, locked up, can't get you off my mind, off my mind. Lord knows I tried a million times, million times. Oh, oh, why can't you, why can't you just let me go? Strung out on the You gotta say. My hands are tied. Your face on my our good friends at General Tire want to take care of you. $70 Visa prepaid card, up to 70 bucks back with four qualifying tires from General Tires. That rolls through April 30th. Go to GeneralTire.com, GeneralTire.com, four qualifying passenger tires from General Tire. You get up to 70 bucks back. Suave, uh, what are you channeling tonight with your music? Well, why do you say that? Is this Miley Cyrus? This is Miley Cyrus. This is okay. this is from her latest album, which is really good. It's like it's kind of like an old school, like Joan Jet type vibe that she's going for. It's oh, called. Oh, you don't know Arts. what you're talking about. Yeah, she had Joan Jet play with her at the Final Four last week. I know she did. This isn't Joan Jet. This is Joan Jet influenced. Yes, there are other songs on the album that are. Just trust me. This is yes, but this one's system. not. Trust me, it's a good album. Okay, go listen to it. I, I don't. Talented. I don't disagree with you. I, my point is, is didn't you play some Taylor Swift earlier? I played some Taylor Swift. Jeez, earlier. yes, man. But I played it at a time when you couldn't comment on it to roast me over it. <laughs> so I still got my Taylor Swift agenda in, mm-hmm. and, and that's all that matters. Statman, if Miley Cyrus and Taylor Swift—that's a whole nother twist on Lucy and Ricky. What the hell does that mean? Because he was making a comment about uh, you and I and our comments to each other, how it sounded like Lucy and the, you know, I love Lucy, right. Lucy and Ricky. Ricky Ricardo. Yeah, Ricky Ricardo. Would you know Miley Cyrus if she walked into your home? I turned off Miley Cyrus on the final four last week. <laughs> Why would you do such a thing, Statman? Uh, because the remote worked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. I just think, I just think about Let's go back and think of my time as a 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old and music I was listening to and what mom and dad were thinking. Mom will be honest. She enjoyed a lot of the music I listened to. Dad, man, dang. If it didn't have a freaking Glenn Miller beat to it, he'd – Run the hell out of there. Did Glenn Miller have a beat? Uh, probably. Somewhere, no. somewhere in there, huh? Yeah, he found it. Would you know Glenn Miller if he walked into your room? In my room? Mm-hmm. No. Are you kidding? I wouldn't know Glenn Miller if somebody said, uh, Statman, this is Glenn Miller. <laughs> it's greatness. Freak Nation, 17 years ago, uh, June 20th, 2004, we were celebrating our fourth anniversary. We just made it back from a trip from, or I think we did the show. 
we either did the show back in, in L.A. or we did it from our Detroit Affiliates studios. But regardless, Kyle Bush was running in the Bush series at the time, and uh, he checked in with us after the win for a freaking flashback. And again, uh, all needed technicians uh, pushing our show out there right now, please have your finger on the dump button uh, because uh, you never know what's going to come out of our mouths. Flashback with Kyle Bush 17 years ago here in the Freak Nation. Kyle Bush, what's up there, KB? Can you hear us okay? How's everybody doing over there? Man, we're doing all right. We are actually in Detroit. We're broadcasting on our Detroit affiliate. We are out here for the big-ass uh, Michigan International Speedway race and, of course, celebrating our four-year anniversary. Kyle Bush, can you believe the Speed Freaks have been allowed to be on the air for four years, bro? Man, that's a surprise that everybody would have never would have seen coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's exactly what Kyle Petty said yesterday. Not in those words, but he said, yeah, you guys really do stand out in the pits. That's a huge bitch. <laughs> but that, well, we're but glad Kyle, to have you guys on the air. It's fun every time. But Kyle, that, that may be, you may be able to understand some of our feelings when a younger guy like yourself comes in and starts kicking the guy's asses in the Bush series <laughs> that have been in it for years and years and years. There's got to be some resentment, just like there are a few people out there resent us in the pits, I don't care if it's drag racing or supercross, that resent us, they resent you too at times for being so young and kicking some ass. Yeah, that's right. But sometimes you just got to be able to kick that tail. And, of course, you know, I got, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being a pansy here. But nonetheless, um, you know, you got to be able to be good in order to be successful. And, you know, sometimes just being good is what you need to be able to do in order to run up front. And, you know, it's pretty cool to be able to do that. And, of course, our lowest gladiator garage work Chevrolet was pretty good on Saturday night. And, we were able to take it to the front and do pretty well with it. Kyle, it's lug nuts. There's nothing better to me than walking around the pits at MIS and seeing older stalwarts like uh, Dale Jarrett and Mark Martin and some of these guys and then talking loud enough so they can hear me and saying, damn, I love the Bush brothers. There's nothing better than Kyle Bush and Kurt <laughs> Bush. Just to watch the reaction these some bitches give me, man. It, it just, it's great. I'm so glad you're kicking some ass. Well, we're always trying to kick some butt. And of course, you know, being able to do it in an NASCAR Bush series is definitely one thing, but, uh, Hopefully we'll be able to get up to the next Oak Cup Series and be successful up there as well and be able to uh, really put them boys back where they need to be. Hey, Kyle, this is Crash again. Speaking of Cup, is, do you think that Kentucky track is able to host the Cup guys? I definitely think so. You know, it's definitely a great facility in order to run at, and the guys, the Cup guys would have an awesome time there. But, uh, you know, the place sold out for a NASCAR Blue Series race. I can't imagine what the place would be like if you got the Cup guys to come to town. So Cool. Uh, you know, they better throw some more stands up there because I can't imagine how many more people you'd draw for a cup race. No, 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 Kyle. They were there to see you, buddy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. So that means yeah. when you go to cup, then they throw up more stands. All right. Well, we'll have to get up there then. And then, of Damn. course, hopefully by then, Kentucky Speedway will be on a schedule. All right. Kyle, you need Crash Gladys. Is like, she needs to be like your pimp the way she's talking about you. I, he's phenomenal. <laughs> I know it's, it's a damn good fun to have somebody on your side. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, you, you know what's great to me is just honestly that I, I seriously picture by the time you get up to the Cup Series that you can you guys can have a guy like Dale Jarrett load the big brown truck for you for your all your stuff, yeah. all your merchandise. He just laughs. He want to save. He's thinking on the, it on the veterans like that. Come on. Oh, no. You're smart. You're smart, Kyle. <laughs> you're not kidding because when you're going 200 miles an hour, the last thing you want behind you is a guy who's mad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We have NASCAR Bush Series winner from Kentucky checking in. Kyle Bush here in the Speed Freaks pits. That man. 
is there still the smile on your face when you're out there uh, going for the checkered flag? I can imagine that uh, at the beginning it was such, but uh, you're still you still got that smile under there. So take that. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, in the beginning of that race, we were really really loose and just basically trying to hang on to the race car in order to get it to the end and or actually get it to the first pit stop to make some changes on it. But uh, once we got through the race and we were coming down towards the end, you know, we really had a good car and we kind of stalled out a little bit in fifth place and couldn't really go anywhere. But uh, nonetheless, when we stayed out, Lance made an awesome call to stay out there a little bit longer. And then that caution came out, you know, and um, basically to come in and get our four tires. And when Biffle was on his two and a couple, uh, you know, the rest of those guys took two tires as well. You know, it's definitely a great call. And we had the quickest car there towards the end of the race. And, you know, we definitely proved to show it coming back from a pretty big deficit in order to catch Greg Biffle and pass him for the lead with uh, three laps to go or whatever it was and win by a second point, 1.2 seconds or whatever. So it was definitely cool in order to win it that way. And, you know, nonetheless, we, uh, we definitely, we, I didn't even know that we were second place. I thought we were leading and Biffle was just on the tail end of the lead lap because he had to, uh, do his penalty or whatever but um you know the guys assured me that biffle was leading and of course i looked up at the board to see it too and i was like dang it now i gotta drive to get all the way up there and then getting them was one thing but passing them was gonna be another so here we go <laughs> are you old, are old enough yet or have enough uh experience yet to question a crew chief when he says stay out there for tires or uh, track position and so forth do they let you say hey wait a minute i don't want to do that well, I was kind of thinking when I heard that the leaders were pitting, you know, I was like, well, you know, I haven't even heard anything when we're going to pit. Like he didn't even tell me, okay, we're going to pit in 10 laps or we're going to pit in eight laps or whatever. You know, I was just like, all right, when are we going to pit? Lance, you there? You, you, you know, I wasn't saying anything. It was just talking in my head. I'm like, hello, you know, what are we going to do here? <laughs> so, uh, you know, as soon as that caution came out, I was like, okay, now we get to come in under caution. We got half the field a lap down. This is cool. It's going our way. Finally, you know, last week in Nashville, we, kind of blew out ourselves there towards the end of the race and made fools of ourselves. But nonetheless, to come back this week and regain control of our, of our cars and, of course, everything else of Hendrick Motorsports, we were able to bring it out on top. NASCAR Bush Series winner from Kentucky. He's been in here a number of times. We can't wait to get him back in here again. He's, he's one of our faves just because he's such a breath of fresh air and, 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 and what can sometimes be a very stuffy situation. Kyle Bush, thanks for taking about 10 minutes out of your night, bro, to come into the Freak Nation. Hey, it ain't a problem, man. We enjoy coming on every time we get here. Okay, good luck to you. All right, we appreciate it. Thank you. Not much motorsports. Not much motorsports. Not not not. Well, not only that. Not much motorsports. Well, not only that. Not much motorsports. Not much motorsports. Not much motorsports. Stat man, you doing okay now? I've never had it so good, partner. I was just listening to one of my favorite drivers ever in history. (laughs) I mean, what more could you ask for than uh, Taylor Swift and Kyle Busch in the same segment? He just said, we love having you guys on the air. You make things a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Huh. That was 2004. Okay. Fast forward maybe 10 years from that, and he's like, do I have to call them again? (laughs) (laughs) And in the interview, he goes, I'm being a little pansy here. Oh, yeah, he did say Kicking butt. Oh, I'm being a little pansy. (laughs) And I'm kissing his butt as well. Oh, Kyle, they're there to see you. Once you go there for cup, if the cup's – yeah, how weird is that? 
if the Cup Series ever goes to Kentucky. That was weird, too. Next Tell Cup Series. Oh, God. Freaking flashback, Freak Nation, for you. <laughs> I know I slept good after Sunday nights back then because there were enough energy to power a small freaking city. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh, yeah. Not much motorsports, Freak Nation. Looking forward to sharing this story with you, Freak Nation. Limpopo pastor farts on congregation to heal them from God's power, with God's power. Really? Self-styled pastor, Chris Penelope, who founded Sevenfold Holy Spirit Ministries, reportedly farts on his on his congregants as a healing process that cures all spirited and physical problems. Gotta have that funk, huh? <laughs> takes the phrase biblical fart to new areas <laughs> that has that wait yeah. wait wait there's a sentence that has never been said in civilization ever <laughs> in life that crash that is the first in mankind in spoken word civilization <laughs> oh no 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 some of my friends have used biblical fart many times and usually drinking's involved and, you know, around a campfire or something, and, yeah, somebody farts, and it's so great that it becomes biblical proportions. Ah. Wow. <laughs> I've been corrected. I never, I, I never, uh, I guess Indy Bonics is it taken to a whole nother level. <laughs> you know, Kenny has an obsession with farts. It is just crazy, so much so. That it, it has now transferred down to our daughter so much so that when she has friends over, like last night, she'll run to, I can't say this too loud, Alexa, A-L-E-X-A. Did she just Did she hear me? And she asks, there she is, she's talking. She'll ask her to play the fart song. And now Henley and her friends dance around with their little booties in the air, dancing to the fart song. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that the fart song existed. Well, we're in the wrong business because there are pastors out there healing people with it. The pastor from Gianni Limpopo in South Africa gained viral attention after a photo of him sitting on a congregate's face oh, and allegedly on. farting made the rounds of social media. Now, the pastor has defended himself after he was accused of hiding behind religion to perpetuate this disgraceful action. Wow. Yeah, wow, indeed. Gotta have that funk. Yep. <laughs> Penelope claims his unorthodox and stinky healing ritual is a demonstration of God's power, saying he is following the divine example of putting people in need of a miracle to a deep sleep before getting Really? However, for some serious fun, okay. look up the farting preacher on YouTube. You could have hours greatest, of fun with that. Greatest. Uh, Crash, you got something? Yeah, a headline in Japan says that fans of a young female motorcycle rider were baffled. Go on to read in the article. Yep, fans of this rider are stunned. Mm. Japanese rider Azuka Gakuyuki. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously has gained a huge following on social media for posting photos of herself posing with her bike, maybe out on the open road. She writes about her love of playing around with bikes. She also posts some very risque photos, not with the bike. 
maybe lying in bed with little or no clothing. She's got long red hair, eye makeup, feminine features. She sounds kind of sassy. Sassy and sexy. A Japanese variety show just recently exposed the truth. A TV crew tracked the rider down and filmed her at the moment that she took off her helmet, revealing a middle-aged man with a luscious head of hair. <laughs> Tell me something good. Yeah. <laughs> and they got him to admit that he was catfishing his fans, revealing he's been using tools like FaceApp and Photoshop to alter his face and give him a feminine appearance. So not necessarily a cross-dresser, mm-hmm. but just someone who's technically savvy with the uh, body apps. He said the beautifying process, beautifying process was enjoyable. Yeah. As was the skyrocketing number of likes on his Instagram posts. You're a dude. Enjoy being a dude, dude. There it is. Freak Nation, if you learned something tonight, be proud. <laughs> you went about a, a very long way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, stat man. Shoot the juice to the moose. <laughs> Cut it loose. Dude. See ya. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.